All right, that does it for the news. Let's turn to our FOIA segment. What are you looking at, Sam? So we do have some news to break this week from a request we filed just six weeks ago. Oh, boy. And I'm going to do the um, TV radio thing of putting the lead at the very bottom of this in order to uh, explain all the context and build you up so you're at the edge of your seat on with bated breath. Or not, but whatever. I think the context is... Uh, it helps to know uh, the, the background here before getting into the, uh, the nugget that I have ferreted out. You are you're really uh, ferreting it out, big time. <laughs> <laughs> so as you may recall, I wanted records from the U.S. Department of Agriculture about its decision to waive certain rules on its infant nutritional assistance program, the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, otherwise more commonly known as WIC, W-I-C. You probably have seen signs at your local supermarket for WIC-approved items. Under the program, the government covers the costs of these goods for uh, parents of newborns and, and expecting parents who, you know, pregnant people and such. Now, to refresh your memory about the specifics of my request... USDA decided to temporarily relax WIC rules after Abbott Laboratories, the maker of widely used infant formula brands, most notably Similac, issued a voluntary recall. The recall happened in February as public health officials investigated Abbott after tracing four infant hospitalizations to the company's facility in Sturgis, Michigan. Abbott's Sturgis plant tested positive for the bacterium Chronobacter Sakazaki, which can cause fatal cases of sepsis and meningitis in infants. The four hospitalized infants, of course, had Chronobacter, and two of the four died. The FDA said that the deaths might be linked to the Abbott plant. Since I filed the FOIA request, it has come to light that the FDA found that the Abbott plant lacked adequate controls to ensure that formula would not be contaminated. Also, as Politico reported, the FDA was aware of these problems back in September 2021 when Minnesota state officials traced a chronobacter hospitalization to the Abbott factory in Sturgis. Also, the FDA had conducted chronobacter-related inspections eight times at the Sturgis plant from 2019 until earlier this year. But again, the voluntary recall didn't happen until February as the FDA issued a consumer advisory. Now, back to the substance of my request, though, again, there needs to be a fair amount of background before getting into the reveal. The request was lodged with the office within USDA that administers WIC, the Food and Nutrition Service, or FNS. I was curious about FNS's decision to waive WIC rules in response to the Abbott crisis, rules on medical documentation, maximum monthly allowances, and vendor exchanges. The way that USDA had worded their announcement, it seemed like states had made additional requests for waivers that were denied. After talking to the agency, however, I found out that this wasn't the case. They just said that certain rules were not waived for legal clarity, which brings us to the crux of what I found out. The rules were waived because of the way that WIC works. 
State agencies are required to reward a single company the right to sell infant formula to WIC recipients in the state. So in other words, if you qualify for WIC in normal times, there is only one manufacturer of infant formula whose products you are allowed to buy if you want your purchases reimbursed by the federal government. To be fair, this sounds a little more sinister than it is. Congress passed a law in 1989 on sole source infant formula contracting through WIC to save money on the program. The idea being that auctions are competitive and the manufacturer that offers state administrators the biggest rebate on formula ends up getting the contract. And this enables WIC to help more people because the program is not like Medicare or Social Security, which are required by law to assist anyone who qualifies for the program. WIC is only available to those who are eligible to the extent that Congress has actually allocated funding for it. So these cost-saving measures enable WIC to help more people. Now, you could argue that this program is poorly designed and that nutritional assistance for infants should be guaranteed by law, like Social Security and Medicare, and I would agree with you 100%, but I'm just saying there is a logic to this sole source contracting system which has saved the federal government between $1.3 and $2 billion annually, which under the program has helped extend WIC to an additional 2 million people every year. That's according to a study from the left-leaning think tank, the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. But as you might imagine, there are negative consequences to the sole source contract system. One academic has found companies that win the sole source contract are then able to mark up the price of their infant formula products to maximize revenue. For the Econ 101 heads out there, the study found that the manufacturers set the price close to the point on the demand curve where price elasticity of demand is close to one. Also, research commissioned by the USDA itself has found that whichever company wins the WIC sole source contract ends up dominating the market in the state by far. It's not even close. The increase in market share also does not consist entirely of WIC beneficiaries. There is a so-called spillover effect, and one of the theories that seeks to understand how this happens uh, posits that this is because whoever wins the sole source contract, well, they get more shelf space, and they save money on, uh, associated, uh, on fees associated with trying to convince retailers to keep their product on the shelf. They don't need to pay those fees anymore once they win the sole source contract. Now, what this all means is that the system helps consolidate power in an industry dominated by three manufacturers, an oligopoly. Abbott, Mead Johnson, and Nestle sell the vast majority of infant formula that is consumed in the United States. And while the majority of WIC customers do qualify for the program, there are a lot of poor people who don't and end up needing to pay the premium, the full retail price. Cutoff for WIC is at 185% of the federal poverty level, which is set incredibly low, incredibly low. The threshold is adjusted for household size, but if you're a single parent, you basically don't qualify if you work full-time and make more than $15.50 per hour. That's hard enough for single adults to sustain themselves, let alone an infant. Now, are you ready for the big reveal? Hit me. So after talking to the USDA and finding out that 
state WIC agencies are reliant on sole source contracts. I asked the agency for all records of states who have granted Abbott the sole source WIC infant formula contract. Guess how many? How many states? Guess how many? Let's go with 21. 34. Mm. 34 states, Washington, D.C., seven Indian tribal organizations, and four U.S. territories. Reading from the document released to me by USDA, this represents 47.42%. 500 or 589,259 WIC infants who receive formula through the WIC program. The Abbott recall has led to a spike in infant formula shortages, which is not surprising. The issue has received national media attention this week. The states that have been hardest hit, according to the reporting, are Minnesota, Connecticut, Hawaii, Louisiana, Maryland, North and South Dakota, Rhode Island and Texas, where between 54 to 40% of baby formula was out of stock in mid-March. Can you guess who's the sole source contractor providing those states WIC recipients with infant formula? Of course you can. It is Abbott. Now, there was already a nationwide infant formula supply problem before the recall. It emerged due to the usual supply chain issues that have been impacting industries Throughout the pandemic, it's just gotten worse. In about half the country last month, or 24 states, 30% of infant formula was out of stock. And just to drive home the fact that this system isn't just hurting WIC recipients, the price of formula has shot up by 18% in the last 12 months. That's uh, outpacing inflation by a lot. I want to say that to just give an idea of the full scope of the problem, not to minimize uh, the plight of WIC recipients who absolutely deserve special recognition as, the most, as being among the most vulnerable in the population. Right now, public health specialists are urging parents to refrain from watering down their formula or from trying to make their own formula because it poses health risks to their babies. And the poorest parents are probably most likely to be resorting to such desperate measures. <laughs> Anyway, be on the lookout for a piece I wrote on this subject for Truth Out. Should be online sometime soon. Uh, If it's not online by the time this has come out. 